the Luminous Possibilities Podcast. We offer a diversity of perspectives from many fields of medicine, esoteric and ancient wisdom, and subtle energy, arts, and sciences. Find deeply fulfilling pathways for co-creating yourself, life, and human communities around you. Find inspiring attunements to your own optimal living roadmap, true authentic self, and the most radiant frequency for living life to the fullest. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Luminous Possibilities podcast. I'm Keenan White, one of your hosts, co-hosts of this podcast. And today we are talking to Yana Ethereum. And she is a visionary artist and a channel and a medium. Um, Yana, tell us a little bit about yourself. Did I get that right? Do you have, how do you describe yourself? And... Um, just paint us a, a picture of your professional context currently. Okay. Um, so I'm a visionary artist. First of all, I'm going to talk a little bit about my art. Um, I use my art as a healing tool. I have been doing that my whole life. And I came from a really traumatic um, situation growing up. And I've always been a painter. I came from a family of artists. And so I created um, a way of creating art that was actually releasing a lot of the emotions that were trying to be stored in my body. And so when I'm creating art, I'm releasing those emotions and I'm able to tap into a dimension that actually helps me to transmute information and understand information and actually apply that into my own life. And so what I do with my art is like reveal that dimension, that eterical dimension that we are always in touch with, but we're not really conscious of and bring that into the conscious. Um, so I feel like with art, you can see that, you know, you can see that it's like a portal. You can see that dimension really clearly. And so what I'm here to do is to reveal that through different um, activities like soap portraits and uh, crystal grids in different formats that are related to uh, the soul's path into this in, into this plane. Um, I learned that and I developed that as I'm like healing myself in the process of my awakening. And so I'm that's the, my first passion. It's what I do, but I'm also a healer and I work with a variety of uh, facilitations um, using different plant medicines. I've been training in different things and I've been participating into that. Um, and I feel like art, the visionary art, have that, um, that side where people are trying to um, showing, show the visions that they have when they, they experience plant medicine. Um, so part of what I do is also on that realm. I work with flowers and plants and I also work with the tarot and they are all interconnected. So I feel like the, the rose, um, the rose and the plants are all connected to that dimension. And so I trace a blueprint and how I play with the cards. I'm able to trace a blueprint that is interconnected with the roses that we have in our chakras, especially the heart chakra, which is the accent or the unique um, 
blueprint that we all have. Um, so I'm able to show people their beauty by showing them the, the path that they created before they incarnated in this planet. Um, and, and also it's a process of integration because as you are seeing that beauty and you're able to express that through art and you are able to see it in, in my art, um, then you're able to see yourself more clearly. And when you can see yourself, then you can bring up information of your subconscious mind and shadow parts that you're, you were not able to see before. Um, and I basically facilitate that. I am here to, I'm here not to heal others. I, even though I call myself a healer, I, I feel like I'm facilitating others to empower them to understand that they are their own healers. And so I work as a bridge of the etherical realm and this realm. And people are the ones that walk through this themselves and they are able to see themselves and see their beauty and integrate that in a daily, um, in a daily way. So that's part of what I do. Beautiful. Thank you for the, yeah, for the, um, the background and, and painting the picture. That was a, I feel like I got uh, a little bit of a visual there myself. And it seems like really what you're doing is you're working on that um, visual level mainly. So when you, so when you're pulling in something from the other side, so to speak, or from this etherical space, is there, do you first get imagery um, maybe you can take us through, you know, what it's like to work with one person and, um, just share with us a little bit about like, how do, how do I go about, um, receiving, um, you know, some of the, either a painting from you or, um, how would we work together to create a painting that would, from what I'm understanding, um, be an image that helps connect me to my higher self or to my soul's path um, or journey. Um, and it seems like maybe I would start with an intention, um, but, but um, let us, yeah, I'm curious, take us through that process. Exactly. Yeah. The first thing, um, the first thing that happened when I work with someone is the intention. And um, I definitely, I have different ways to work. I can work online with my clients where I can have a Zoom call and then work on their portrait in separate times. But I also do live paintings of soul portraits um, where my clients, they sit in front of me and um, I use sound healing, different musical instruments, uh, sometimes just an, a, a band already that is playing sound healing. And I guide them through a meditation and make sure that they are in a state of very re relaxation. Um, and then I look at them while their eyes are closed. And sometimes I look at them with my eyes closed too, um, because I actually, I am uh, clairvoyant. So clairvoyant is like, you can see, you can see beyond the physical, you can see the energy that we all are. Um, and it's nothing really like out there. It's just something that everybody 
actually are capable of doing is just about being conscious of it and so I'm when I'm looking at people with my eyes closed I am able to see that energy move and I receive different imprints in my body as if I am the person who is sitting there um, and then I receive in different ways I receive through voice sometimes I hear words sometimes I hear um, energy and I I get very specific messages um, and then I take a tarot card so I can focus the energy because I receive a lot of information at once and the tarot helps me just to kind of guide where it's going um, the higher self wants to be expressed and it is infinite energy so it can be expressed in so many different aspects and so I tune into what is happening in the present moment now and I see different expressions of the face um, sometimes I see alien forms coming through sometimes I see guides coming through sometimes I see past lives um, it's all integrating as I'm painting the person and integrating into the present moment because everything is actually happen in the now so if I see a past life that's not really a past life in a different perspective so when I'm making a so painting of someone um, I pick up that energy and then I do a grid energy with crystals <laughs> and then I um, I do a prayer into the paintings and I activate this greed um, to be circulating that energy and if you were able to see that if you were if you're able to see the energy that comes out of paintings you see that actually the colors and everything you're seeing right with your eyes open is just a very small aspect of what the painting actually carries and there is like a vibrational field around the aura of ever painting mm. and that information can be it's it, it can be worked as a tool as a, as a crystal so um, but I came out of topic uh, just gonna go back into what I do <laughs> and what is that well that's great yeah, yeah that definitely gives me and yeah our audience a, a sense of what's going on there and you actually I, I think I want to kind of pause on this crystal piece because if the painting is like a crystal and you I know you also put, put actual crystals into the paint and into the resin as well. So there's this other kind of layer, which is really amazing. And so what um, what do you feel the painting, like what is a crystal to you or what is um, a crystal potentially doing for a person if they're spending time with it or um, looking at it, feeling with it? Mm, I love it. I love that question. Um, yeah, the crystals are like, so incredible beings they are alive um they they have a different frequency vibration that um that we have but they are made of what we are made of like everything is made of the same of the same material it's just they, they are structured different and so in a way a crystal is me the crystal is you and and they have different qualities and like everything else when you are 
you know, if you have a rock and you use a rock and you put an intention in the rock, this rock can carry your energy. And I do the same thing with crystals, but crystals are, for me, it's like an elevator. They were really illuminated in the mineral kingdom. They are beings that were illuminated through a lot of um, pressure. They, they became what they are. And so I kind of make the same assimilation with us as humans. You know, they illuminated beings that are coming. Uh, Jesus, you know, they, they, Mother Mary, and all of those beautiful beings that we have in our history that can bring us information that help our consciousness to expand and illuminate the planet. So those beings in comparison, the mineral kingdom, that's what the crystals are for me. That's how I perceive them. And they have different qualities about them. And so I can, because I'm, I'm creating a vibration, I'm creating uh, an energy healing um, um, field in the painting, I find that adding the crystals amplify that even more. Um, and especially because there's a communication that happened between me and them. Um, that I can program those crystals to be, to be amplifying that, that energy forever. Um, and so those crystals are really happy. I literally like when they're there, I'm, they're like, pick me, pick me. And I pick them and I <laughs> make the grid and it's fun. It's, it's a very, for me, um, the freshness and the childlike feeling, feelings of creating. It's also part of the healing that I'm offering because I do feel like I'm picking, you know, crystals in nature and I'm creating some, some another world in the painting, having the person who I'm making that, that for as a gift to, to work as a mirror. So when they are looking at that crystal grid, they are just going to see more of their own light um, and nothing, nothing else. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Nice. That's a yeah. It's nice to get the, a different take on what what a crystal is, and if you're if the painting is sort of like a crystal, um, yeah. I mean, it's to me, I'm I'm getting my personal interpretation of that is just getting this sense for being able to spend time with some you know varying frequency or a different kind of consciousness that might be part of part of me or might activate a part of me that maybe. Um, I'm wanting to live more into, uh, et cetera. So that's amazing. So I'm curious about your background, even as an artist. So how did you get into painting and art? And was there a moment maybe when you were a kid where you felt like you, um, you just knew you wanted to paint or have, were you just born with a, with a paintbrush in your hand? What, what's the story there? Thank you for asking me that. Yes, I love um, talking about my my uh, background. I I came from a really difficult background. I was I always felt. I mean, I've always been seen by my family as someone that have extrasensorial ex- experiences and had spiritual experiences. Um, and and as a child, you know, I was trying to explain. Oh, yeah. 
I'm talking to my grandpa. He's dead. He's not here. He passed, but he's coming and I'm talking to him. You know, I'm, I'm seeing these herbs and I'm like not realizing that not everybody is doing that. I, I was like, it's just a normal thing for me. But then, you know, when I'm realizing that that's actually not normal because I'm in school and kids are like, who is she talking to? And what are like, why is she talking to the tree? And <laughs> what's going on? And, you know, so I, I had some difficulties adapting in this, the school system, which is like flawed anyway. And I don't want to go there, but I, I had a difficult time doing that. And then I've always, I, I experienced a lot of trauma on that, being so sensitive and not knowing how to operate in the world. Um, that is one part of why I became an artist because I couldn't really express to people all the experience I was having uh, with my words. So, and my grandma is an artist, she's a painter and my mom is a painter. So, and they're both visionary artists. Um, and so I would wake up and I look at my mom's painting and I would be like, in trance, I would just be like, this is healing me. What is happening? Why am I seeing all these energies coming out of this painting? And why is it, why is it affecting my body and healing something? And then how I'm looking at my painting and I'm, I'm seeing my painting changing. And then I'm like explaining that to my parents and they right away realized I had something special. So they, they gave me uh, a way to, to draw and paint, you know, I didn't have much of that in Brazil. Um, so then when I came here, I came to United States in 2003 and I have, um, I have thought about what major I was going to do in school. And I didn't think of art because I was thinking of, you know, how do I going to operate in the world as an artist, you know, and, and so I knew that I was very, I always questioned everything. So I did philosophy and I also had this knowing inside of me that, you know, God exists um, and God is everything. So it's just a knowing. And I, I didn't have to, to like conceptualize that. And so in doing philosophy, I wanted to write about God. I wanted to show people that that part of me that was unchangeable, it was actually uh, essential and invisible. I wanted to write about it. And, and then I decided to get a, another bachelor's degree because the writing was just not working. And so I, I was like, I, I can't write about God. <laughs> I can try. I can, I can kind of show people a little bit about it. And then when I took the, the fine arts class, I realized that um, that was really something magical and how philosophy and art was coming and interlacing together with me was really great. Um, still, um, I was always, I've always been a rebel, so I struggle in university too. So I just um, decided to do my own thing and that was not really good for the teachers because they wanted me to do what they wanted me to do 
And so I, I started creating my own line, my own way, my own technique, my own way of expression. And so that was when I began in, in the fine arts world. Um, and it was just after I'm out of that place that I started to really experience spiritual uh, transformations within myself. Um, and that's when I created the line Beneath My Skin, which you, this is one of the pieces uh, of that line, which is all about beneath my skin. I'm, I'm, um, I have synesthesia. So like I, I feel uh, color. I feel sound in my skin, like if it was touching. And so I have that sensitivity and then I also, you know, my senses are all mixed up. So beneath my skin is, is, is really about what is the invisible. And that's when I started creating visionary, really visionary art, which is about the invisible, about the unseen, about the, stra about the strange things that we can't explain with words. And in painting and art, I feel like I can go into a magical space and create a whole window or like, you know, how is a square? It's, I, it's really not just a piece of canvas. It's, it's like a whole world. It's a window. And they say the window of your soul is the eyes, but you, you are seeing the eye right there when you're able to go through a process where we can really be in touch with the images that the, the subconscious images that are the first language of interpretation that we get from the energies and we translate that into words and so i didn't want to translate i didn't want to interpret it i didn't want it um, judge um, because once you turn that into words if you turn the images into words it's already becoming something else and i really wanted to take in the purity of the energies that we are always uh, processing when uh, unaware of it but in a collective way we are all interconnected to those images um, that are also part of the tarot and so that's why I use them both together. Yeah. yeah, what you're drawing up in me is sort of like this, the idea of the universal and collective consciousness and that some of the images that may come up with certain people or that, that we are drawn to, there's, um, yeah, there's something emerging in the collective consciousness or there's this universal sense of, of um, being, you know, just... The, the fact that we're all one there's a universal universal sense of belonging maybe that comes up with the images um but i i think it's really beautiful your background because you studied in college you studied philosophy and then you also studied fine arts and then you were born in brazil so you you had i mean english is not your first language and so you speak really you know quite good english and then you were learning philosophy <laughs> through this English lens. So from my experience, you know, just receiving one of your, you know, well, a couple of your readings and, and a painting as well, um, just the way you translate. And that's not even, um, 
you know, that's more in the linguistic sense. I feel like you do, you do really well with the words and that, and yet you're, you're sort of expressing the limitation there and like how the imagery is something beyond that. We have these pictures that are worth a thousand words and there's so much that goes into that. Um, so I just wanted to just admire your, your journey that you've been on um, in terms of being sort of this bridge and this translator in all sorts of ways um, and the ways that, I mean, cause I feel like you're an amazing painter and you have ways of visually speaking and communicating what's going on in so many of these etheric spaces. Um, yet when you put things into words, I'm like, wow. And that's so potent as well. So you, yeah, you really, um, it's just, I've been amazed to see the, the impact on, on your words and the images that you've created for me, um, that painting, I mean, looking at that and then, um, I think what's amazing too is how you do this time lapse and you show the layers and it's almost like you did, you know, three, four or five, many different paintings and then you covered them up. And so there's this, it does sort of hold this energetic profile. Plus there's this time lapse video you can see of, of the actual process you did. Um, I don't really see too many people doing that out there. And so, um, yeah, I, I just highly recommend people, Go, go try it out, have an experience, do something a little different and um, experience one of these paintings. And at the very least, um, yeah, your tarot, like just pulling in some of these messages that I felt were, because I'm an astrologer and I, I find that that language of the soul's path, evolutionary journey and path, um, you know, the, a framework that works well for me is astrology. And yet in one reading, you were able to pull in things from the tarot that I was just blown away by, um, that I felt like you saw parts of me that I always wanted to put in words. And I guess I had sort of been doing that in an astrological sense, but then, um, yeah, your, your relationship with the tarot is really interesting. So, um, I guess for there's a couple questions I have for you, but for, since we're landing on this tarot piece, um, maybe you can speak a little bit to the tarot. How do you use the tarot, and um, you know what what is the tarot to you? Mm, yes, the tarot is a a very powerful tool, and um, that we have to remember all the information that we already know. And so I feel that um, we are carrying that information. So when I'm sitting with someone in front of me, I have a very under, I, I understand the energy that I'm sitting in front with because it, I became, I merged with the person and I have different, um, different information coming through me and so when i use the tarot i already know the information i'm the tarot in a way because um it's not like i do the tarot first and then the tarot tells me what the person is it's the other way around so i am actually the creator and the tarot is outside of me so i'm using it just so that i can have a concrete drawing with because that drawing was created by Pamela Smith, which is she's a mystical and she has been uh, a part of a mystical school 
that was a school that lived since Egypt time in different lives. And so I really relate to her so much to the point of feeling almost like I can really tap into her consciousness um, very closely. And so the first time I saw the tarot, I, I bought the tarot on my birthday uh, when I was, I think I was 24 or 23. And I saw those drawings moving in the cards and I dreamed of me being inside of it. I already knew how to, to read the cards. I just grabbed it and started reading the cards for my mom. She was with me. And I'm like, I don't know how I know. I just, I've, I touched these cards before. I, I've been inside of them. They are, they're not just drawings as like they are portals. They are new worlds. I go in that, that, that vibration. There's a whole universe in there. And so I can, I can look at the tarot as a tool to kind of give me the yes or no. It's like, I'm like, I'm picking up something from you. Like, for example, I'm picking up that your life is going through a phase where you may need to let things, things go so that you can start anew. And then I go and I shuffle the cards and I take the wheel of fortune. And I'm like, okay, yes. But then I express exactly what I was feeling about the situation. And I create a grid where the grid with the cards create an energetical field that explains what you may need at that moment. Um, and that's translated into the portrayals that I do. It's also translated into the energetical grids. It, they, they are like drawings, landscape drawings and mandalas that are the new line of work that I'm about to release. And they, they are really transformational pieces where, you know, I go into the shadows and the archetypes of the subconscious mind that are related to the fears and the, the emotions that we store in our bodies um, and causes diseases and blockages. And so when I'm reading the card or, or when you're looking at my painting with the intention and when I, when I link that painting to you in another energetical level, um, then you are actually able to unblock those things. So it's almost like you're doing body work, but with a painting. And so you're releasing those energies and that opens up, um, that opens up this space for, for a new energy to come in. Um, so you're working you're not just working in a bodily level, but you're working in a subconscious level. And if you have that painting in your wall and you're looking at it every single day, even when you were just glancing through it, your subconscious mind is picking up that energy. Then it is transforming you in a very sudden level, very cellular level. Um, and the tarot is behind most of what is there. Um, yet I go beyond the tarot because I don't feel like the tarot is complete. Um, and there is more cards that is not in there. <laughs> and yeah. even though it's connected with the tree of life, I still feel like there's more into the tree of life. There's more knowledge that is not revealed 
and it was hidden actually. And um, that's the part of that is something that I tap into and create drawings about it. I'm, 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 I have many projects I'm working on right now. And so the line that I'm releasing is the mandala, the, the transformation of emotions into a better emotion. So like I can transform sadness into uh, another emotion like joy. Um, I can transform uh, feeling of um, invisibility or alienation into um, visibility. So like the opposite. So because you learn the shadows become the opposite of what they are. Once you learn the lesson that they are there to teach you. And I do all of that in a state of trance and meditation before I actually paint what I'm painting mm. using the tarot um, and using the consciousness of Pamela Smith. I'm very, very close to her. And so I feel, I feel a connection when I'm doing the tarot with the paintings um yeah so with pamela smith she do you know where she was living at the time of her you know she was really i think i i looked her up a little bit so she's got she's one of the originators of the the tarot she's one of the first people to actually put them into images and release this deck and so you can find that original deck and it just looks like that very classic kind of um, older style deck, which I think was she living around the t- 1920s or was it even before that? Where was um, she? I think it's 19. No, it was after that. Yeah. Okay. Sure that. So sometime in the 20th century, early, early 20th century. Yes. Um, yes. And she released, uh, I think she released the, the first uh, Terra was in 1982. And okay. so, um, so I feel like, yes, she, on that tarot, but the first tarot I've ever created is like in the 1400s and they're very different. Um, um, I feel like she, all the tarots are connected. Um, I do feel more related to that specific one, the, the, um, the writer. Um, and because I really can uh, tap into her energy and she illustrated she, she her story is really similar to mine actually she she born in england and she went to she came to united states with her parents uh, she went to school to learn fine arts and um, she was very much into philosophy and mystical studies um, she was very creative and very um, childlike uh, very um, intelligent to the heart. So in her playfulness and intuition, she was she also experienced synesthesia. So her story is so similar to mine. Mm-hmm. And so and and her painting and her drawings and her paintings are really similar to the same kind of energy that I express on on my paintings when I was in university. And so I I feel like that's i'm not sure about the older tarots but i don't actually am looking for out like what is the most pure or the most i just related to to that specific tarot more and i work with oracle cards and the pendulum um uh, crystal crystal balls and different kinds 
fun tools um, just for, for fun. Um, but I, sometimes I don't use anything. It's just me and my hands and the paintbrush. Actually, like most of the times, um, that's what usually happens. Yeah. So when you say tree of life, what do you mean by that? Because you were talking a little bit about how the, you feel the tarot is incomplete. And so we talked a little bit about that. Um, but to maybe, maybe give a little idea of like, what's your feeling on that and why? Um, I mean, I suppose if it was all just the tarot, yeah, I mean, there's so much to our existence and um, we have this infinite nature. So, but for, for your understanding on how the tarot, yeah, what's, what's missing and what, how do you view that? Yes. Um, so if you, I'll give an example. If you're looking at the planet Earth and you are like, okay, so what is the nature of the planet Earth? You are going to look at the hot spots where everything is very unique and strong and accentuated in the planet Earth. And there is like these points that are very strong and they're all connected. Um, and there's all, all the other things, you know, there's the cities, there's the states, there's nature, different kinds of nature, different kinds of uh, beings and biology. And so it's really complex. Like I can, I don't think they could ever make a tarot that will cover the whole nature of the planet Earth. And so in a way, the tree of life, um, so that you can make a map of the planet Earth and you can look at those points and you can refer to the nature of the Earth in that way. So the tree of life is the same thing and the tarot is the same thing. It's like, and astrology also covers that in, in beautiful ways. Um, it's like you, you're looking at your whole body, your, the tree of life is in your body, is also in the creation of your, of your subconscious mind reflecting outside of you. Um, but the tree of life have those points and, you know, they are really related to the chakras that are so related to our human organs. Uh, so you can get as solid as you want and as, as uh, etherical as you want to by looking at the vibrational frequency of each chakra that you have and how it's related to sound and um, sounds that are very healing, like OM. And so all of that, you can find the tarot um, in those points, different, the major arcanas, which is the 22 major cards, you find them distributed through the tree of life and different levels. And you can relate them to the chakras and um, get even deeper understanding, deeper knowledge of yourself, because it's just um, your, the nature of you is the tree of life. Um, because we are all trees in a way, um, <laughs> all you know, relating through breathing, and um, in in the breath we can we can tune into the information that we already have in the tree of life, and that is just an outside reflection of what is here. Yeah. As above, so below; as within, so without. Mm. Yeah, same similar correlations with an astrology looking at transits and then seeing how there's an actual impact on the system of the body, whether, you know, there's a planetary correlation to different chakras. 
Um, and then there are um, just ways of relating and seeing the organs and the processes and the um, different systems in the body as uh, you know a parallel to the macrocosm. So microcosm, macrocosm, same thing. Um, I think it's kind of amazing to see quantum physics kind of opening up the world to set to how, you know, proving more of this through science. Um, but that's awesome. And I, I feel there's a lot of avenues we can go and there's a lot of things we can talk about. I'm thinking about um, this part about your definition of visionary art and that connected to um, shamanism. And I just, I loved um, your definition of visionary art and a lot of it started to emerge in the seventies. And so I just, yeah, I wonder if you might be able to take, uh, take me and the audience through a little bit of that, uh, your take on how you see, like what is visionary art and how is your visionary art maybe different? Um, and how do you, how do you, um, how do you define it? How do you see it? Mm, yeah. Um, Visionary is a term of something that has happened in history since the cave time. And on the 70s, that was definitely more accentuated. Um, but um, if you watch the cave paintings, there's so many theories about why they created that. Um, in my perspective, I feel like those people who were drawing on the walls, they were visionary artists and they were able, they were, they were able to tune into different guides and different uh, energies and they want to express that beauty uh, somehow with whatever they had. And they had the cave and they have very um, small abilities with creating color. So they had just few colors that they were able to use. Visionary art came from an, it's really like wanting to express the unseen and, and some people may call it God, you know, some people may call it uh, a source, uh, but it's, it's, there's so many ways you can go about that. And, and throughout history of art, uh, there were movements uh, like surrealism, for example, um, is, is a movement that is related to also the subconscious mind and the dream state. And uh, Salvador Dali, the father of surrealism, he um, basically would be really tired and not sleep purposely so that when he painted he could paint in a very, in, in a state where he could tap into the dream state and his brainwave would be in that state of trance because he wanted to express that world that we can see. That is, that's called surrealism art. But for me, that's, that's visionary art because it's still um, offered the unseen. And I can see that in every single movement, there is a pattern where we all wanting to share something that is beyond what we can see. And it's, it's contrast. It's, it's, there's a contrast there because how, how are you going to do that if what you're creating is something that needs to be seen, right? Hmm. Um, so it's, it's beautiful in that way because there is more to see than what our eyes perceive. 
uh, visionary art is all about that. And um, there's many styles and people that do, you know, plant medicine visions. Uh, that style of visionary art is very, I feel really cow to explore at some point in my life too. I see already that coming through in my art, um, but it's, it's very different styles that you see. And the different thing that I found in visionary art compared to all the other movements in art history is that um, there's not that sense of competition and uh, there's, a, there's a sense of community and support where, where artists are putting, helping each other to, to rise together because they are not seeing themselves as separate. Um, so it's almost turning into a revolution in the arts, in the arts. Um, it's very cutting edge to the point where there is not competition, but there is a supportive community. And I haven't really uh, immersed myself in that world yet. Um, I have been doing my art more as a fine artist on my own and, and uh, more of, of private i do love like just doing my meditations and creating that way helping others and helping my clients and um, i consider myself a visionary artist because of that um, yet that's just a really just a title um, there is everybody's very unique in how they they express you know uh, love that i love to it's nice to get a, a better picture for myself because when i think about visionary art i think about the whole movement of the psychedelia and how people are painting what they experience in these uh, journeys they've taken um and i suppose those are really like it's the shamanic journeying that people are doing um but ultimately what strikes me is that well that term shamanism or shaman was really i mean it was invented by an anthropologist trying to describe or um, bring some kind of language or vocabulary to what it is that these people are doing, you know, which to them is just, you know, they're part of nature. They're, they're just living, you know, in this heart in this harmony with each other, with nature. And there, there is no shaman. It's just a way of life. It's just, I am in touch with not only the, the light of the day and what's happening around me and in the ecosystem, but, in the you know the the darkness and in the shadows and the, in the things that we can't necessarily see in the daytime or really um, you know the the things or the shadows so to speak that are that just live um, in between the lines of our everyday existence and it's it's a it's a fun place it's a fun uh, area to explore all of that and it's uh, it's it's awesome to see the visual. Um, expression of this part of our own existence that is unseen and is invisible yet is real. And it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I feel visionary artists are really doing this beautiful job of bringing more of this ethereal, etheric, um, invisible uh, space into our consciousness and kind of almost validating or giving permission for people to connect to those spaces because i feel like we've really um you know we've generally as humanity disconnected from a lot of that in 
the name of competition or profiting or um, some version of power or control um, that, that doesn't necessarily include these more magical, so to speak, sides of, of life. And it feels like there's a, a, a renaissance or like an emergence of um, creative movements um, that are supporting, yeah, like you said, like more collaboration between artists and that luminous possibilities. This is really kind of what we're, what we're after. So um, yeah, it's good to have you on this podcast. It's been beautiful hearing everything, your story, the way you do things, the way you see things. Um, Yana, you are beautiful. Thank you for creating and bringing beauty, more beauty into the world. It's, um, it's a pleasure to know you. Is there anything that you would love to add to today's episode? Yes. Um, when you said luminous possibilities, um, when you were painting, you were working with light. You're not working with pigment. I mean, you are in a certain level, but that is light. And when you're, when you're working with light, you're working with illuminating yourself. So I really feel like honor to, to be called to be here with you, sharing this time and uh, with the light, you know, reminding others of the light of, of, the light of what they are is, is really an honor and just a blessing, just being able to be exposed in this way and able to be seen for others that may need to see themselves and remember um, their luminosity. Nice. And the darkness as well. I love the way you put that. And I'm going to throw in darkness too, because we are that as well. <laughs> it's, all, it's all part of it. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. And um, yeah, I look forward to speaking another episode. Yeah, me too. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>